Hi, welcome to the On Becoming Educated podcast, where I, Pa Vu, will share my experience as a first-generation PhD student. January 16th, 2020. It doesn't seem that long ago, and yet it seems like a decade ago. I remember that it was nearly lunchtime. I was sitting in my office, working, probably planning to work through lunch, which I did often, when an email came through. I saw that it was from someone at UC Berkeley, and my heart fell to my stomach. My hands shook as I opened the email. Dear Vu, it said, Okay, well, they got my first name wrong, but that happened more times than I could count, so I was willing to move beyond it. (laughs) The email was from a professor, and her tone was friendly and conversational. She stated that my application was very strong, and that she wanted to schedule a Skype call with me in the next few days. What the what? (laughs) I shot out of my chair. It was one of those office chairs with wheels on them, so it went flying back, but I didn't care. I ran out of my office, down the hall toward my boss's office. My boss was and is a huge supporter of the work I do and my education, so find a boss like my boss. But she wasn't there, so I came back to the front and shared my news with our office manager and our student assistants. I wasn't sharing to show off, I was sharing to make it real. Because if I said it out loud, if other people heard it, then maybe it is real. Maybe it's not just in my head. That was Wednesday. I responded to the professor and said I could do a Skype call on Thursday. Notice how that is just the very next day? I probably should have thought about that a a bit more, but I was so overwhelmed with excitement and gratitude and hope. I was overwhelmed with the euphoric taste of possibility. And to be honest, I was also basing the Skype call on two things. One, the fact that the professor called it a conversation instead of an interview, which are two very different things. Second, I had had an interview before, um, and I say interview with air quotes, about 11 years before, and from what I remember, it was a short phone call, and my then advisor spent most of the call convincing me I should do a PhD instead of a master's degree, and she dangled a $20,000 fellowship carrot in front of me so that I couldn't say no to it. So that was what I was working with. Later that day, I walked to the other side of the building and shared the news with my old boss, another huge supporter of the work I do and my education. So like I said, get yourself a boss like my boss. And I remember specifically saying to her, I don't think I have to prepare much. 
I mean, she said she wanted to have a conversation. And I think this is pretty much just a check to make sure you're really who you say you are kind of an interview. Yep, I actually said that. The next day, 20 minutes before my conversation, I went out to the front desk and asked them not to let anyone bother me for the next hour. I put a don't bother me sign on my door. I sat down and waited for the call. And when it came, one of the first things the professor said was, I wanted to answer any questions you might have too. And I thought, uh, yeah, I, I have questions. I didn't have questions. Shit, I thought. Shit, shit, shit. I'm supposed to have questions. Duh. This was an interview. What the heck was I thinking? A check to make sure you're really who you say you are kind of an interview? How arrogant was I? I quickly jotted down some questions on a sticky note. And they weren't very good questions. And then, to my surprise, she did interview me. She asked me why I wanted to go to grad school, what kind of experience I had with research, what research methods I preferred, and what I wanted to study. Luckily, I had spent months writing my personal statement and statement of purpose and reflecting on these questions, so the answers flew off my tongue easily. And I think experience with going to multiple interviews for jobs and such helped too. We had an easy 30 to 40 minute conversation, just as she said it would be. At the end of which she told me she would be recommending me for admission. She was also going to connect me with one of her current students in case I had any questions I wanted to ask her. So this didn't go quite as I thought it would. Um, but because of this experience, I was ready for the next interview, which came a week later. So these interviews are actually really interviews. So don't make the same mistake that I did and think that they're not. You should prepare for them like you do any other interview. Here are a few pieces of advice I have if you are preparing for a PhD interview. The first one. Reread your personal statement and statement of purpose. Everything you need, for the most part, should be in these two pieces of writing, which I'm pretty sure you've worked on for weeks. You know this information already, but because of nerves, it might be easy to forget things, so rereading will be helpful. Consider even having your personal statement and statement of purpose in front of you. Unless you live in the same town as the university you are applying to, most interviews are through video conferencing, so you can just put your essays to the side or in front of you. Just remember that they're there to help you, but you don't want to spend the whole time looking at them. Because we've all done Zoom meetings at this point, I'm pretty sure you know when someone isn't paying attention to you. So that means that your interview will know too. So use 
use your personal statement and statement of purpose as um, a guide, as reference, but just don't spend time uh, reading off of them. The second piece of advice is prepare five or so questions. And try to prepare questions that aren't answerable on their website. Some of the questions that I quickly conjured up during that first conversation slash interview were fairly generic. I asked about the average amount of time it took students to complete their degree, what graduates of the program were currently doing, what kind of financial support was available, and how hands-on she was as an advisor. Aside from these questions, some other questions that I would encourage you to ask are what milestones or requirements are there in order to complete the PhD? What kind of support is there for professional development? This one is really, really important because if you do want to go into academia, if you do really want to become a professor, you're going to be needing to go to conferences and be presenting. And so you would like to you would like to see if this program has support for these extracurricular things that you need to do in order to develop as a professional in academia. Some other questions are what kind of research opportunities are there in this department? How is this department supporting first generation PhD students and PhD students of color? And if the interviewer doesn't tell you that they're going to recommend you for admission, ask them what the next steps are. When will you hear about admission and who will you hear about it from? And how will you hear about it? So usually it's, it's email, but you, you of course want to confirm. Third piece of advice, look up the interviewer. So more likely than not, the interviewer is going to be a professor and not just any professor, but the professor who is going to be your main advisor. As such, it's really important for you to know what they're researching so you can see if it aligns with your own research goals. You might also want to look at their preferred research methods. Are they mainly a quantitative or qualitative researcher? Are they a mixed methods researcher? Qualitative researchers use methods like interviews, observations, participant observations, something called ethnography, where they try and describe to the detail of what they are observing. Quantitative researchers tend to use numbers to answer questions. And then, of course, mixed methods is a mix of both qualitative and quantitative methods. For me, because of my interest in language, I already knew that any language researcher I'm going to be working with is going to be using mainly qualitative research methods. Now, you might already know or might already be familiar with the interviewer's work because you selected them as the professor you'd like to work with. But sometimes due to various reasons, another professor, one that you didn't select, will choose you. That happened to me for my second interview. And when I looked her up, our research interests aligned, but not as much as I would have liked. Advice number four. Take notes. This is especially important if you are going to be comparing schools. Even if you aren't, it'll be difficult to remember everything because of 
things like nerves and your brain running on adrenaline, you're trying to impress your interviewer. So I really encourage you to take notes during this interview. Advice number five, send a follow-up email to thank the interviewer, just like you would for any other interview. It's just good interview etiquette that you should be practicing anyway. Thank the interviewer for their time. Make reference to something you talked about. Show how excited and or grateful you are for the opportunity to work with that professor. And ask any other questions you might have that you didn't have the opportunity to ask or just forgot about because you were nervous or anything like that. Lastly, I've had three of these PhD interviews and they've been pretty informal for the most part, but don't take my experience to mean that all PhD interviewers or interviews are like this. The informality also doesn't mean that they won't ask questions. So my pretty much just a check to make sure you're really who you say you are theory isn't quite completely correct. I'm sure there's a small part of that in the interview, but it isn't the main point of the interview. So that's it. If you have an interview coming up, good luck with your interview. I'm going to be going live in my brand new Facebook group this Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. So if you have any follow-up questions, I encourage you to drop by. It's called the On Becoming Educated After Show. And I will link it in the show notes. You can also just search the On Becoming Educated After Show on Facebook and you should be able to locate it. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast listening platform of your choice to be notified when new episodes are up. If you would like to support this podcast, a rating and review would go a long way. Podcasts with ratings and reviews are more likely to be found by listeners. So I would very much appreciate it if you can take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. If you would like to make a donation to help me run this podcast, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash onbecomingeducated. That's ko-fi.com slash onbecomingeducated. Every dollar helps. Follow me on Instagram at bypawvu and the podcast at onbecomingeducated. Lastly, to access transcripts and submit listener questions, go to www.onbecomingeducated.com.